On Daf Lamed we're starting from the bottom line of Lamed Dalit Amud Beis, continuing in the Agadah about the Miraglim. Psukim say in the bottom line, the Yeshuvu Mitura. It's the pasuk says in Parsha Shlach in pasuk Chofhei, they came back from the source of Aretz. And then the Pasuk continues in Pasuk Chavov, the Yilchu Vayavoyel Moshe Velaren, called Asperi Yisav, El Midbar Parin, Kadesha. So they came back to Moshe Velaren. The Gemara's question, though, why is it Vayelchu? It should be Vayeshuvu Mitor Saaretz, and then Vayavoyel Moshe Velaren. What's Vayelchu? Vayelchu is not where they're going. They're not going, they're coming back. It's telling you that just like how they came back is the same way they went. That they had already some sort of uh, bad intentions already on the way. Some of Farshim say that when they were chosen, they were actually tzaddikim, this different midrashim, but already before they actually went, they already conspired and talked amongst each other. So however, however you want to say when this Nakuda started, but this Badrash is definitely saying there's some Nakuda of Eitzara already at the beginning. And they said over to Moshe, And they said, it's a beautiful, wonderful land. It's flowing with milk and honey. Look at these beautiful fruits. And in the next passage, they say, However, everybody's strong and the cities are, are very powerful. We're never going to defeat them. So it's like a steer in the psukim. What, what exactly were the Miraglim saying here? If you want to convince somebody of something of a lie, and you just come with a pure lie, it's not going to work. I'm not exactly sure what the Psalm and the Medrash is teaching us, giving you advice on how to lie successfully. It's a little bit difficult. But, uh, but maybe... Okay, so maybe there's a situation where you need to lie and it's a good thing and therefore the terrorists telling you how to go about doing it. Not clear. But it's definitely telling you Pshat in the Pasuk. The Pshat in the Pasuk and Pshat in the Miraglam was is that if they wanted to be able to say this lie, what exactly their lie was on the various different points that they said, but you have to start with truth so people listen to you. If, if you just start with a pure lie, it, it's much more difficult to get people to listen to what you have to say. And then after they said that, they went back and forth. And then it says, Vayahas Kalev Esha'am El Moshe. So Kalev Vayahas is Lashon making them quiet. But what does he mean, made them quiet? El Moshe. It should be, made them quiet. What does it have to do with Moshe Rabbeinu in the Pasuk? Some Rabbi Shesitam Bidvarim. He actually got them quiet by saying bad things, and then they were quiet to listen to him. And El Moshe means about Moshe, meaning what happens? So our Gersi over here says, Pasach Yeshua, different gears to say Dechazil Yeshua, to come He saw that Yeshua started talking and saying, You're liars, and the land is very good. And Amri Lehen, the, the, the Miraglam in Klayusel, said to Yeshua, Din Rosh Ketia Malal, this one who's Ketua, Rashi says Ketua means he doesn't have children, he didn't have any boys, Yeshua, and therefore he's not really, his family is not going to have a Chelek in Eretz Canaan and Eretz Israel later on. So he doesn't really care. He's just trying to convince us to go to something that has no effect. On him, he's Rosh Katiya. Yimalel, he'll talk against us. So Kalif saw this how they're attacking Yeshua, and Omar. So Kalif said to himself, If I try to defend Yeshua and defend Eretz Canaan, Amri be milsim They're going to say, find something else to start up with me. They call it had children, but they'll find something else to attack me and keep me quiet. So therefore, I have to have a different tact. Omar lehen So he said, Oh uh, yeah, you think this Moshe guy is good? He's done a lot of things for us. So that's what it means. El Moshe. El Moshe. About Moshe Rabbeinu. 
So Savri, once they heard Kalev say that, they thought that Kalev is now also coming to say something negative about Moshe So Ishtiku, so they all got quiet. Well, let's see what he said. They gave him the mic. And when he took the microphone, Amru, Amru, he said, let me tell you all these things Moshe Rabbeinu done for us. A lot of stuff has been going on over here. In Yomer, also Sulamai Israel, or Kiev, Meishav Benu says, "Let's build some ladders. I will climb to Shemayim like Nishmalai. What do we listen to? I follow Meishav Benu anywhere to the edge of the earth, and that's beside the pasuk. Oloi Nalevi Yerashto say, even though normally we learned Oloi means that we'll go up to Eretz Yisrael, but here they're 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 pretty much there already. So Oloi is a lashon of it's a mushal. He's saying even if Meishav Benu told us to build ladders to Shemayim, Oloi Nalevi will follow him anywhere. It doesn't make a difference. So that was Kalev's attempt." To convince Klaiso to listen to him. But the, the other Maraglim, Amr Loi Nuchal, they said, We are unable to. They are stronger than Mimenu. A very bad thing the Maraglim spoke of here. Our gear says, I'll take Mimenu, El Mimenu. Rashi points out there is no difference in the plural or singular of Mimenu. It's, it's said the same way. The context is that instead of referring to Mimenu, that they're stronger than us, it means can't get his Kalim out of his house, meaning that Karush Bochu will not be able to take the Goyim out of its soul. So when it says, menu, the, the, the intention was over here, the insinuation was that they are stronger than a Karush Bochu. And that was a deeper Godel Dober. So they were speaking against the Karush Bochu. And also they said, it's a land that eats up its people. People seem to be dying young. Darish Rava, Amar Karish Bochu, Anicha Shiftila Lataiva, Kashbochu set himself Ive. I had this whole plan to make sure that the Miraglam were successful by having Leviathan going on, and therefore people won't be paying attention to them. Then Khashwulara, and they turned it mamish back in my face. What's Pshad? Anicha Shiftila Taiva. I thought this would be a good thing to call Hecha the Matu, wherever they went to visit. So they uh, created a levai over there. If people were busy with the levais, no one was paying attention to what was going on. Some chashiv person over there was nifter, so people were busy with the levais. So people be busy and not ask about them. Another pshat is Eov uh, himself, assuming Eov was, again, we have a machlekes in the Gemara always, when exactly the Kufa of Eov was, but if you assume he was around this time, so Eov was nifter. Rashi says something interesting over here. Rashi says, Shachav Eov shalei togin schusei aleim. That Anachanabi, that Ia was Nifter had a double issue over here. A, to keep them busy, but also so Ia would not be a schus for the people in Canaan. Rashi says, that the person who was going to protect them was gone, and therefore that was what he's referring to when he said that, that possible. Okay, so Vatridu says the Gemara, Kul Yama Bespede, everybody is busy. Godel Adar of that time, Iyar was Nifter. Heim Chashvul Arab, but the Miragam thought it was bad. Elert Yechelos Yeshvei. All they learned from there is every place we go, there's Leviathan going on. What's going on over here? It sounds like a dangerous place. That, that's basically not true. If it was only Iyar who died, then that wasn't the whole country. So well, it was the whole country. Well, well, what's worse about that is that Iyar, if you said it is true, the Marshals, I think it's Marshals said, Iyar would have been very old at this time. So it wouldn't have been such a big deal that he was Nifter if he was already that old. But maybe they, they again, they twisted it. They twisted it. In a Hanami, 100%, they twisted it. We felt 
like we were little bugs compared to how big and tall these people were. And that's how they looked at us. Some of them are They were liars. There's no way they could have done this. Bishma, they want to say what they felt. Right? So you can say what you felt. We felt like we were very small in their eyes, like uh, like little grasshoppers. That makes sense. How do they know what the other people were thinking? Right? How do they know that? Some of them no, that there is a medrash which explains how they could have known that. When they had all these Leviyas, again, it's on the Pshat that there was... A, it's Mashmah even for the Gemara, going back to your question about Eiv, that it was also Eiv, not only Eiv. It could have been there was other Leviyas going on as well, maybe. When they were doing the Avol Avelim, when they were doing Nichem Avelim, for all these Leviyas going on, they did it by trees. And therefore, when the, when the Meraglim saw that they were coming to the forest area, so they went and hid in the trees. They crawled across into the trees and they hid there. Shami, and then they heard the Kananim saying, "The Kamri, Kachazin, Inchi, the Dami, the Kamtsi, Milni." We hear, we see, or different people that look like small grasshoppers hiding amongst the trees. So they actually heard the Goyim referring to them as Chagavim, and that's why they they were to say. So maybe that part again that was not necessarily a lie. It might have been a positive thing the way Gosh planned it. They turned it negatively. The says, They all cried. And it says, So um, why is it Balayla Hu? That should be the drush over here. It should be Lel It was Lel They cried for no reason. They could have just gone straight into it as well. On that night, obviously we have the Bechil Adaris, the Chorban Bayas Rishon, the Chorban Bayas so when Yeshua again tried to fight back and said, no, everything's good, they said, we're going to stone you. And then the Pasuk interrupts, and the Pasuk says, Pasuk Shat, you're in the Pasuk, is that uh, to stop them from stoning Yeshua and Kalev, so Koshpochu brought the Shechina down on Tereo Moed, and that everybody just sort of froze. The other more says a slightly different Pshat. They were actually throwing stones at the Shechina Kaviyach, whatever that means. And that's the connection between the beginning of the Pasuk and the end of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, it says it with a patach. They died in the Magefa. Bimagefa means in a Magefa. Bamagefa means in the Magefa. What is the Magefa? This was an extremely different and of painful type of death. Their tongues got very long, apparently. went all the way down to their stomach area. They had bugs, worms, something, crawling out of their tongues. Going in, maybe through the belly button or something like that. Back and forth. Again, the Lashayna part of it, we understand. That's on the Lashon Hara. What the Tiburam has to do with it, not 100% clear. Rashi does not explain over here. Normally referred to as diphtheria, it's a choking disease. Maybe, maybe that's referring to. Could be. Actually, just doesn't say over here. Could be right. So, as a sacrament, it was a choking disease. I think we call it nowadays diphtheria or something like that. And therefore, that was the point over here. Again, Rashi here says clearly this was the Bidikeg and Mida on the Lashon Har. Okay, back to our story. 
our tangent of the tangent. So we're back to the Kleiso crossing the Yardin. It says that we, we talked about that the Kohanim stepped into the eastern side of the Yardin. Once they stepped in, the water stopped. It grew very tall, 12 mil, 300 mil, whatever it was. Kleiso crossed over. While they were in the Yardin, they did all the rocks moving around, and they got the Musr from Yeshua, etc. Then says, continues the Bryson. When the last one of Klaiso crossed the Yardin, however they crossed, if there was 12 mil wide, if they went in a long line, whatever, whatever tsuri you want to have that they crossed, the water then went back to the way it was. The Kainim stepped onto the dry land. The water went back to the way it was in previous days. The full flow of the water. And therefore, what happened? Now, Rashi points out, if you look at the Rashi, the Rashi is on the outside column over here. Rashi goes through all the Psukim over there in Yeshua, and it actually says in the Psukim in Yeshua twice that the Kohanim left, the, uh, were, were on the opposite sides of the river. So one time it says they left, and then it says Yeshua says the people should go, and the Kohanim should go back the other way. So Rashi makes an Ein Mukta Me'ukhar between the Psukim, and Rashi says what actually happened over here is that the Kohanim did not cross over the Yardin with Kla Yisrael. The Kohanim were on the east edge of the river, it stopped the water. Everybody passed over the water. And now, as the word points out, So we've we sort of left the Kahanim behind. The Kahanim were stuck on the other side, on the eastern side of the river still, by themselves with the Oren. And then, what happened? They flew in the air over the Arden, and they flew over the Arden, the Kahanim, and the Arden. Here it doesn't say the Kainim who were carrying the Arden. It says what flew over was the Arden Hashem with the Kainim. So the Arden Hashem was actually leading the pack and had them flow over there. And then they flew all the way to the front of the people, because then again the Arden was going to continue leading the way. So again, if you want to read the Rashi on the top over here, he goes through how to read the Psukim. But, says the Gemara, now that we have this amazing nace, that all of Klaisol, at least at that Tukufa sure, were aware of this nace that the Arn was able to fly, and not only fly, but take people with it. So says the Gemara again on a tangent. This was what caused Uza to get punished. Uza was the one when David Amelech was moving the Arn back to Yushalayim and back, etc. So it, it was on a it was on a wagon and the wagon uh, the wheel broke or whatever it is, the iron was going to fall, and Uzzah ran to grab it, and it says he died, we're going to go through the Pesukim now. And he, he was nenesh because of this. Shenemar vayovo ad Gurin kido, they got to Gurin kido with the iron abris, v'yishach Uzzah's yada laches his iron, he ran to grab the iron because it was going to fall, and he died. And Amalek HaShpoch Uzzah, noisov noisov, the Arn can carry the Kainim. You're familiar with that. It wasn't that many years before. Atzmei, the Kolshikans, you don't have to worry about the Arn saving itself. And therefore, Uzzah died. Okay. So, Vayichar af Hashem Uzzah. Hashem got extremely angry at Uzzah. Vayikeu Shom al Hashal. He was killed al hashal. Shal is a very strange word in the in the in the pasuk over here. So what does it mean? Shal. Sheloi. Sheloi means Rashi says is a lotion of shogig of shkoga. So it wasn't again. He wasn't. It wasn't amazing over here. We're going to see in a second. Uzo was a tzaddik. He had good intentions. He just didn't follow through with this drasha. And therefore, it was al iske shal a mistake that he made. Chadamer that it was much more nefarious. She'asa tzrochav befanov that he had an issue of covered 
of the Aron Hakodesh as well. Shaloi means a lashon of uh, Rashi says it'll be sure of, of a chol, I'm sorry. Rashi says where is it here? The chol lashon ki yishal zeisev shal is lashon ki yishal of going down. Davar mutol memayla lamata. So shal is a lashon of going down, falling, gravity, and therefore it was a lashon of going to the bathroom that he, he went to the bathroom in that place. But it says he died. What does it mean? Aaron did not die. Oh, like we said, he, again, it sounds like it's going with the first shot, that he was just a shaking, and therefore he still did get to the forever. It's hidden, but it's forever. Uzzah, of course, came to Elam Abba. However, this, the, the Iker issue over here was a double issue. It was Uzzah, that he didn't learn out from the flying Aaron, and Vayicha Ledovid Alasher Paretz Hashem Peretz Uzzah. This really upset David Amalek. This ruined the whole celebration over here, that now we have a Levaya going on instead of this big celebration. And David was upset. David got black in the face. Vayicha is a Lashem, like a burnt cookie, a burnt piece of bread. So where do we see that? We have many places. We just said Vayichar Af Hashem. So Vayichar, we never ever other places translate Vayichar as becoming blackface. So no, Af. Af. Normally Vayichar goes together with the word Af. Vayichar Af is you get angry in the face. Okay, but here it just says Vayichar David. So Vayichar here, without the Af means he got very uh, black. And uh, I guess it's a, a lotion of emotional. It's not exactly clear what it means that his face got black, but he got very upset about it. Why? So Darsh Rava, David. This was a punishment for David. Rashi says that the fact that Uzzah died during the celebration was a punishment. It was an einish of David Amalek. Why? This has to do with something totally not connected, seemingly not connected. The David referred to Divreter and Tehillim as a song. Shenemar, the Pasuk says... Until him, Zemira is how you lichu kecha, but base megurai. Now, Pashim Shah, what David was saying is it gave him physical pleasure, it gave him the menuchas nefesh, and therefore David loved to learn, and it was like a song. But that's a bad word to use, the Marshal says, because a song is something temporal. You sing the song and it's finished. Okay, most songs you sing it 50, 60 times, and then you're sick of it, and you move on to the next song. So he says, therefore, about Divrei Torah, it says, if you don't chazer and learn again and again and again, the Pesach says, it will fly away from you. Torah requires you to be kavua in the Torah. It requires you not to get sick of it. It requires you to do it again and again and again and stay with him. After Karim Zmiras, and therefore David was punished by Uzzah. What is the connection between Uzzah dying and David calling Teres Miras, so the Kosh Baruch Hu said, I will be machshi you on something that even the Tenekesh Shabbos Rabbin know the Pasuk. Says all the other Levim who are carrying different parts of the Mishkan, they had Agalot, they had wagons to carry everything. But B'nai Kos, carrying the Arna Bris, they carried it on their shoulders. So why are you making a love? He brought an agola over here to bring the Arna Bris. He never should have. He should have carried it on their shoulders, or see it just flew by itself. But definitely an agola was inappropriate. Pashim Shadim Rafashim explained. David assumed this was a din in the midbar. In the midbar, when you're carrying things, then you need to then you have it on your shoulders. Here, this was not a normal situation, and therefore they were going a relatively long distance. And maybe therefore David felt that you could use a wagon. The mice said this was an Irish, it wasn't the proper covet. If it wasn't the proper covet, that's why the celebration was ruined uh, and Uzzah was killed. But isn't that the way the Pushim sent it back on a wagon? Yes, and we should have taken it off. We should have taken it off. We should have carried it forward. 100%.
Vayachvan Shebeit Shemesh. And it says on that story, again, tangent from the tangent here, right? So uh, part of the Pasuk and Navi says is that the, the Anshebeit Shemesh were hit, they were punished. Ki ro'u ba'orin. They, Pasuk Shemesh sounds like they saw the orin. So well, what does that mean? Mishum de'rova, yach. What's wrong with seeing the orin? What did they do wrong over here? So revolver belaz, tupshatim. Chadamar koitzirim ishtachim hayu. They were working and they didn't stop. They just continued working. Rashi says, So what does ra'u mean? Don't make fun of me that I'm dark-skinned, the Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim, and therefore Taruni means don't make fun of me, so Varo means they ignored the art. They just said, oh, that's nice, and they just kept on working. That's one shot. It wasn't just that they ignored it. They actually started up with the Aaron. They said to the Aaron, They said to the Aaron, What's going on over here? You're, you're a strong guy. You're the Aaron Abris who was able to destroy Goyim and fight for us and everything. And uh, you couldn't save yourself? All this time you're locked up on a plishtim and you couldn't get out of here by itself? Why didn't you do that? What happened now that suddenly you decided to save yourself? So they were saying negative things about the Aaron. That was the Vayach. What is the Vayach? So the Apostle continues, Vayach ba'om shivim ish v'chamishim elvish. Now, the, the, the printed gears that we have over here is not, is not true. There's a vav there in our printing, which is actually not in the Pasuk. It actually says in the Pasuk, Vayach ba'om shivim ish chamishim elvish. Okay, there is no vav, and that's why it was a little strange here. What does it mean that they were killed? 70 men, 50,000 men. Should have said, together. With a vav. So it says the Gemara, Rav Oribelazar, again they argue about Pshat in this Pasuk, Chanam HaShivim Ish, it was actually 70 people who were killed, V'kol Echa V'echa Shakul Kechamishim Elif. Each one was a Godladar of some sort, Be'echemesh apparently was a Makam Terror then as well, and each one was worth 50,000 people. V'chanam HaShivim Elif Ish, it was 50,000 people who were killed, V'kol Echa V'echa Shakul Kechivim Sanhedrin, each one was a Me'ke'ilu, a member of Sanhedrin. So there was, was, a, was a great Magefa that happened because they didn't give proper cover to the the he and the pasuk continues over there in the context of when the Aaron was coming back up with David, the, and the Gemara does this sometimes. We compare and contrast the versions of the story from Sefer Malachim to the versions of the story in Sefer Divrei Yamin. And sometimes there's differences, and we march sometimes, not always, sometimes tries to understand what these differences are. The passage says, When they were moving and bringing the Aaron up, so it says, They took six steps. And then they stopped, and they brought carbonus of a shar and mari. Shar is a, is a regular shar, and mari is a, a fat shar. But in the Yavamik says, Shiva Parma Shiva. Over there the Pasik says, read the Pasik, Vahi Bazar Lakima Salavim, Nice Yarn Bris Hashem, Vizbiku Shiva Parm Vashiva Alam. It was seven cows and seven alam. It's talking about the same story. So what's the inconsistency between Sefer Malachim and Divya Yaman? Amar of Papa Bashmul Al Kolpsio Psil Sharumari. Actually, you read it as follows. When it says that they went six steps, Vayizbiku Sharumari, it doesn't mean that after six steps they brought a Sharumari, means for every one of the six steps, they took one step, stopped, bring a carbon. Next step, stop, bring a carbon. And then, I'll call Shishib, Shishib, Siya, Shiva, Parma, Shiva, Elam. And then at the end of six steps, then they stopped and brought seven more. Says the Gemara, Amalei Rechista, Imkei, Malei says, Kol Eretz, it's going to take a long time. And uh, you're going to have a, a Mizbech. You're going to have a Mizbech every few feet. It's crazy. Elam Rav Chista, he, he doesn't make it much better, but a little bit better. He says, I'll call sheish sheish pshia sharumi. No, when it says they went six and brought a shar and a fat shar, it actually meant 
after six steps, they brought that. And then I'll call Shisha Sidorim Shashesh Psiyash Shiva Parmashabalam. And then after every six groups of that, so 36 steps, then they would stop and bring more. So we still have quite a few korbanas you're bringing over here, but not as many. Ksiv, it says, where did they go? So the Pasik says, Vayavo ad Gurin Kidoin. So the story of Uzzah happened in a place called Gurin Kidoin. But in Divya Yomim, I'm sorry, that's in Divya Yomim. And in Shmuel it says, Vayavoad Gurin Nochoin. So what was the name of this place? Was it called Kidoin or was it called Nochoin? Obviously we're talking about going to Yerushalayim. So what are these two nicknames, Gurin and Kidoin and Nochoin? Let's see Rashi over here, because Rashi brings two different ways to read this Gemara. Rashi says, Betchila, Kishibo Orin Shom Naslem Kikidoin. Shaharag Uza, Kidoin is the Lushan of, uh, of, of death. And that was, it started off when Uza died. Ulubasaif, Lachash and Ishtash of Shishikadash and Besa Evid Edoim, then Nasan Hachan Shechan Besa, he prepared his house and it stayed by Evid Edoim, and everything was good. So it was first Kidoin, it was negative, and then it was Nachain. Uh, that it became positive. However, you skip down to Rashi a few lines. It says Shemati b'Shemir Menachem Berichel Boy. That the opposite. Gairin is Nachon Hu. Gairin Aarin Ayevusi. Gairin is actually the good part. Vim Kain. The gear says Betchila Nachon Ubesayf Kidoin. It's actually the opposite. First it was Nachon and then it was Kidoin. Meaning Al Shem Amizbeach Shetchilasoi Banui V'Sayfei Chorit. First it was Nachon. They built the Mizbeach and they built them eventually the Beis Hamikdash. And at the end it was Kidoin. It was destroyed. The Kidoin is Lashin Sheva V'Chorbin. So Rashi has two gears, but either way, obviously both points, the point from the Pesukim in Navi and Shmuel and the Pesukim in Devayama are correct, but they're referring to different aspects of it. Okay, continues back to the, uh, the crossing the Arden. Nimtzah Sato Aymer says, the Gemara, there were three, at least three, stories related to stones. What does that do? Anything? That this is an amazing Gemara, because this does not say it in the Torah anywhere. The Torah says, Moshe explained over the Torah, this is Sefer Dvar. Never says anywhere there that Moshe wrote anything down on any rocks. But it says he was Mavaris the Torah Be'er Hetev. And when later on, when he's telling Yeshua when, what's it going to be when he crosses the yard, and he says, V'kasaftalon is called the Vriyat Torah Zois. Be'er, the Pazik says, read it inside. V'kasaftalon is called the Vriyat Torah Zois. V'kasaftalon is called the Vriyat Torah Zois. V'kasaftalon is called the Vriyat Torah Zois. Be'er Hetev. So make it Zereshava V'isa Be'er Be'er. So just like Yeshua is going to write down the Torah on stones, so also Moshe Rabbeinu as well wrote it on stones, even though it doesn't say it anywhere in the Pesukim. That's the first stones in history. The second stones. As we explained, Rashi says this was the replacement of the stones that they took out to write the Sefer Torah. He put other placement stones as a monument in the Yardin. That's Masha according to Rashi, those that he left there. And then the third set of stones is the stones that he took out of the yard and that he brought with him all the way to Harevel, and then they wrote to Tehran, which we'll discuss in a second. Those actually ended up at the end in Gilgal, and they put them by Malone, and Malone was by Gilgal. So those are the three sets of stones, Pashup Shat, that we're familiar with. Two had the Torah written on them, and one was just for a Matzeva, a monument. So how did this process actually happen? And the Nakuda over here is as follows. I'm just read a few Pesukim from Pashas Kisavai. The Pesukim say here in Pashas Kisavai, You should put up big stones. You should cover them over with like Tiach. 
You should cover them over with, with a covering, like a white paint of some sort. You should write on them the Torah that I'm going to explain to you. So you should come into Eretz Yisrael. Then again it says in Pasuk Dalit, that was in Pasuk Beis and Gimel, Pasuk Dalit again it says, we're in Perik Chav Zayin over here, etc., build a Mizbech, bring Karbonus, at the end in Pasuk Ches it says, and you should write the Torah on the Avon. Now, nowhere does it say exactly what Torah we're writing. Hold on, we'll discuss it in a second. But also, the steer of the Pesukim, the Gemara is, it's Mashra, you, first you put the Sid on, this like white paint, and then you write the Torah. However, the Pesach says, V'kosafta alo Avonim, it's a Devera Torah. You should be writing or engraving the Torah into the Evan itself before you put the Sid on. So it seems to be a little bit out of order. How do you read these Pesukim? It says the Gemara, so The Iker is Pasuk Ches. They wrote it, they carved it into the stones without the Sid. It's called the Then you paint it over with this white, white, white filler and it covers it all over. Which means, according to Behuda, when you looked at the stone, all you saw was a big white stone. You didn't see anything on it. The whole point of writing over the Torah, whatever part of it it was, some of Hashem say it was just the Shavim Mitzvah, some of Hashem say it was all the Torah, but again, we're writing it on behalf of the Goyim. If we're writing on behalf of the Goyim, Goyim definitely don't need the whole Torah, so whatever part of the Torah, and we also have, we know that the Goyim are not Makabal the Torah, they're not supposed to learn Torah, some of Hashem say only Torah, whatever Pshat you want to go with over here, but we're definitely offering them an opportunity to take the Torah. So what does that mean? You offer them opportunity to take the Torah and it's covered over in sin. It makes no sense. So it says Rabbi Shimon, uh, so, so what's Pshad in that? So Rabbi Huda responded, before we get to Rabbi Shimon's Pshad, Rabbi Huda responded, Somehow they got an extra dose of wisdom. They actually sent their seifrim to find Yeshua on these rocks. The kill for Sid, and they worked to uncover and peel off the Sid. They see and then they were able to see and read read and copy down the Devetar. But Eventually, this worked against them. They were found guilty for this. They had the opportunity, they came, they wrote it down, and then they ignored it. Alright, Tysus points out. Tysus points out, Vim Timer Tapika we already know about Torah. They were not Makabal the Torah. What does this happen again? Here it's worse. By Matan Torah, we offered it to them. They said no. Here we actually gave it to them. Here, it's written down. Just copy it. It's in all the languages you want. Photocopy. We'll send you a WhatsApp. You got the whole Sefer Torah. And even that they ignored. That was their last opportunity to take advantage of this. Okay. So that was... So what talk does Reb Shimon hold? Reb Shimon, no, first you had the Sid first, and then I guess, for, I'm not clear why, according to Reb Shimon, you need the Sid, but you have the Sid, and then you write, uh, engrave the Sefer Torah, the, the mitzvahs, on top of it. And besides that, Reb Shimon now adds on a second point. Below this, there was written, it sounds like in bold letters, the passage that says we have to kill all the Goyim and Eretz Canaan because we're afraid to learn of our desire from them. And this was a Muslim Sir, Rashi explains to the Goyim that the main thing here is Avedizar. If you get rid of the Avedizar, there's a chance we won't kill you. Now, Rashi points out a very important. 
There is no chance we're not going to kill the Goyim in Eretz Kenan. It says, We have to kill them all, men, women, and children. Nothing to discuss. The question here is, if you had Kenanim that escaped Kenan and ended up or in Syria or wherever it is, outside Eretz Kenan, do we need to kill them? And this whole idea that we did over here, this whole Maimid, was to give those Goyim, and the Goyim Chutzos, of course, but the Goyim Chutzos we really didn't care about. There was no mitzvah to get rid of the goyim in Eretz Mayim. There's no mitzvah to be a guy in the goyim in Eretz Mayim. We don't care about those goyim. The only guy we care about is the goyim that are here amongst us in Eretz Kedad. So we said, the goyim in Eretz Kedad, nothing to talk about. We're going to kill you all. The goyim who somehow escaped, now maybe you want to come back, if you do tshuva. And if maybe you're a guy or at least Makayim the Zion mitzvahs, then we'll let you live. And that's what was going on over here, according to Abishimon. Again, only the ones who are out of Eretz Kanaan, which is not a simple point. How does he know this? The Pasik says in Yeshaya, they'll be burned of seed. What does it mean, seed? On the Torah that was written on the seed, that's what they were held responsible for. But Behuda says the opposite. Ki sid, it's like sid, like this, this, this tiach. Ma sid, en le takona le sreifa, afoysem akusim, which should be, akusim should be goyim. En le takona le sreifa, that they had no opportunity. Behuda holds that there were any goy who was a kanani had no opportunity to do tshuva. None. And that which we're writing down the Torah over here is not for the Goyim and Eretz Kanan at all. It's only for the Goyim who are not from Eretz Kanan. Whereas according to Shimon, it was even for the Goyim and Eretz Kanan if they were living outside Eretz Kanan. So we have two issues over here going on. Three, actually. Issue number one is, was the Torah written above the Sid or below the Sid? According to Behuda, it's below the Sid, which means that the Goyim have to actually work and be umbel for it. Maybe that's part of the idea, that you have to work for it. That's my Chalikas number one. Chalikas number two is, if Shimon said you have this extra Pasuk and bold on the bottom, telling him to avoid a Vedazar, Behuda mentions nothing about that. And point number three is, Behuda says this was only for non-Kanani Goyim. And if Shimon says this was even for Kanani Goyim, if they were not living in Eretz Kanan at this time. It says, that's actually a Halakha it says in the Pasuk by Yefastoyer, Vishavisa Shivyoi. And you capture somebody. Now, Pasha Pshat, as Rashi explains, the whole Pasha of Yefastoyer is talking about when we are at a Mochemes Rishus. He says to the Mochemes, when you go out to Mochemes, Mochemes Rishus, meaning outside Eretz Kenan, and you capture a woman, and etc., you want to take her, you're allowed. So what does it mean, Vishavisa Shivyoi? Means, even if it's a Kanani, who is someone that you normally supposed to kill, if they are outside Eretz Kanan and you bump into them in a matziv of Mechemes Rishos, then you're allowed to take them as captures, you don't have to kill them. So command, that's only Kirib Shimon. Because according to Behuda, if you're a Kanani, you have a death sentence on you. Wherever we find you in the world, you're going to have a death sentence. Therefore, that Allah of of course, if Astayar applies according to Behuda, it's a positive, but that's not talking about Kananim. At all, it's only talking about people, Goyim, who are from outside Eretz Kanan, Ligamri. Okay.